When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Week, everybody. We've hit Monday. Uh, we hit the middle of February, about the 20th. Uh, good to have all your company. And good to have Sammy Hewitt back in the hot box as well. He's been filling in for Rude Dog over the last couple of weeks, so he's uh, busted off the cobwebs and got his producer hat back on. Absolutely flying. He's got his Shooter McGavin T-shirt on. He's ready to roll. So good to have Sammy back uh, alongside Manaya as well. Um, looking forward to today. So much to digest. That's the thing about Mondays. You have a couple of days of uh, no show, so it gives you three days worth of content, doesn't it? We've got a lot to cover. We're going to cover the cricket. That's Midday Madness. Call us now, actually. 0800 150 811. Get in the queue to give us your analysis of where the Black Caps are at. Or the Warriors. You can even talk to us about the Warriors as well. A couple of pre-seasons game, games in. Going to talk to Craig Cumming just after one on the cricket. Uh, just after two. Going to talk to Bruce Young. Um... Wonderful golf analyst, former professional caddy. We'll cover off Lydia Coe. John Rahm has just hit his last tee shot on the 18th. Looks like he's in for at least a two-shot victory there. Once again, he's on an absolute tear. Uh, just carving it up, John Rahm. Uh, we'll talk to Phil Jones, former Breakers guard and New Zealand guard. Played about 14 years for New Zealand. Wonderful analyst. And um, just get his thoughts about the Breakers making their NBL Grand Final, the first one in seven years, and what a comeback to form it has been for the Breakers and the atmosphere at the game last night. It wasn't there. Watched it on TV. It looked unbelievable. If you went to the Breakers game last night at some stage during the show, give us a yell. Tell us what it's like to be in there um, in, a, uh, in an elimination game. It looked fantastic. Fonzie, who is host of the Warriors Life podcast, He's great analyst of the game. Um, he's watched the trial match, matches, no doubt, against the Tigers and the Storm. How's it looking? Personnel-wise, big talking point, I think, is Sean Johnson. He'll probably start the season in the seven jersey, but from what you've seen, will he continue in the seven jersey? Interesting times as well. Um, so that, all our other bits and pieces, the vault continues. We're up to uh, 100, 150, 200 today, I think. Yep, day three. Three questions. We've had 12 questions. We're getting close. Uh, that's later on in the show. We'll have a look back in the day. Uh, what's making news? The whole shebang. But it's midday madness time. Give us a yell. 0800 150 811. Yarn cricket. Well, listen, Buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Righto. Midday Madness, you know the rules. Lines are open, 0800 150 811. Let's go to Christchurch, Mikey. G'day, Mikey. G'day, Staffy. <laughs> Give us a yell. I feel like yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear it Bloody... in your voice with your first word. Oh, <laughs> I, I was, um, it, was a, it was a nice day yesterday, and I thought, oh, listen, I'll, I'll put the radio on, and I'll turn, fold the spa down to pull degrees. And uh, I swear to God, that radio was almost going in that spa a number of times, chucking it in there. Like, um, <laughs> what's you know, the only thing faster than uh, the English run rate at the moment is the New Zealand slide down the Test rankings. Yeah. Um, it's I, I, honestly, I fear for brick walls everywhere around the country because as Black Cap fans, we're pounding our heads against them, 
And I guess what you heard on Friday and what you're going to hear today and what you're going to hear in a couple of weeks' time is the same old thing, that we're, we're saying stuff, we're seeing stuff, but um, it seems that there's a certain uh, head-in-the-sand approach from New Zealand cricket. I've got no answers because they don't listen. So, you know. Yeah, and to me it's a little bit personnel on the field, but not much. It's direction and game plans and plan Bs. It's it's a recurring theme, isn't it, with Warriors, with All Blacks, um, and now with cricket there's no plan A, B or C, um, and it's conservatism. You saw Stokes and Baz um, turn the game on its head mm. on the first day. They just went, wow, there's an opportunity here. Let's declare. Um, so that shows a clarity of thought. But, um, yeah, these other sports... Um, so, you know, so cricket right now is just showing this kind of... We saw this two years ago. We've been sort of worried about it for the, a number of... I mean, cricket uh, in summer used to bring me such joy and there was a really golden period there, wasn't there? And now uh, there's some really good players in that team. That's why I was sort of scratching my head. Like, OK, Southie's going out there, he's doing his thing. He's bowling really, really well. But then it's let down by his support. He doesn't have any support around him in terms of the bowling stakes. And then the, some of the batters who are really good batters bowled out mm. <laughs> the stunts clattering everywhere mm. um, yeah man uh, another tough in terms of sports um, size anyway tough start to the year I cannot wait for the Crusaders this weekend so that's all I'll say about that start watching some winning <laughs> yeah alright Mikey I wish you and your Crusaders well thank you mate alright cheers, cheers buddy um, that's Mikey out of Christchurch as well. Um, good friend of the show. Geez, I hope everything's all right. Northland, haven't heard from Michael from Tutakaka for a while. Good day, Michael. Hey, Steffi, how are you? Good, mate. Yeah, How's no, things up good. your neck? Oh, we got pretty smashed on Sunday night, Monday, but nothing compared to these poor guys in Hawke's Bay and Gisborne. Eh? Like, I grew up in Hawke's Bay, and I can remember Bowler, and this is uh, Bowler's a walk in the park compared to this from what I can remember of it. But, mm. hey, mate, we're, we're like living in paradise up here compared to those poor guys. So, yeah, hearts go out to all those people down there because it's just devastating, you know. It is. And it's a it's it a lo- it's a long rebuild and a long clean-up. Oh, mate, she's a long journey back from that, you know. Like, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's hard work. But listen, like, this whole cricket thing, like, the, the cricketers make the, um, Robinson and, and Foster look like bloody A1, you know, but practitioners. Like, there's something fundamentally wrong with the leadership at New Zealand cricket, right? We don't... If we'd had Bolt playing on this last test, it would have been probably a different outcome because he probably would have been able to do what Broad did to us, right? Mm. And, and there's, there's something... There is something that we don't know about going on between Stead and Bolt. I get, I get that he's chosen not to um, take up a contract. That's fine. It means he doesn't get paid. But if he's available to play, why wouldn't you pick him? Because it's a light and day between what's next, right? Um, we got outthought by England. Um, Stokes knew what was going to what was going to happen with a pink ball in the night session. You see it in every every pink ball test at the night session it's really hard work he put his two he put his two um, swing ball um, exponents on and they just cleaned us up and I, it's just yeah it's it's nothing's going to change because we don't want to change um, I don't I think Williamson needed to lead the 
lose the captaincy, but why did they give it to Southie? Why not give it to Tom Latham? You know, like there's just a whole lot of decision-making going on here, and you look at it and you shake your head. And we got our egos overinflated by winning that World Test Championship, which was so much good luck rather than anything else. It's not funny. And the chickens are coming home to roost. We don't... It's like the Wallabies. They let their old campaigners come back and play in the Wallabies Test Rugby team, right? The Australian cricketers don't need to do that because they've got such depth. It's like the All Blacks don't need to do it, probably. But New Zealand cricket does need to do it. They need to pull their heads out of their bums and remember that this is the game of all of us. That that ground was full on Sunday, on Saturday, sorry, and we didn't have our best player playing, and we got cleaned up. Mm. I had some English friends over here, Staffy, that went to the game um, yesterday. He said, oh, we're going for a short time, not a good time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like... You know, it's just, it's, it's, there's something fundamentally wrong. And, and I think Stead is a big part of the problem. There's no doubt in my mind David White's an even bigger part. But, yep. Yeah, we need change managers we'll now. Up and, um, the Basin Reserve will be just as bad. We, we, we'll get our asses kicked there again, trust me. Yeah, I feel like I'm agreeing with you as well, mate. Um, but, you know, like, like your previous, like you said, you know, they don't listen, so... We can rent, and it's good to have a rent, and, and it's good to have you guys to listen to us. But none of these sporting bodies in New Zealand just want to listen to, you know, I don't say we as fans all know it all, but there's enough people with the same opinion that understand sport and all those things that we can't all be wrong, eh? I know, I know. It's a, it's a resounding chorus of agreement from the, the sporting public, and we're actually quite knowledgeable out here in the sporting public. Oh, look, we are, and we love our sport, you know, and... and um, this, this black cap side's been going, it's been going downhill for, for, for quite a considerable time. This all, they'll hit rock bottom after this. Mm. And um, we don't, at the moment, where's the depth coming from to pull us back up? You know, it's, it's you know, I, I still, I, I'm staggered they've dropped East Sodi. Same. Really? Yeah, same. You know, seriously, I thought Broad was going to get 10 wickets and join that club on on. On um, on Saturday night, <laughs> and I watched that, you know, and I we lost the first wicket, and you know what, I sat there and watched it until it finished because it was actually quite good fun in the end. It was just how how much can these guys do, you know? And and look, Lord Bolt's done it before, Southie's done it before. These bowlers get in the group; they're just about impossible to play. And probably one in every fifteen matches they get into that group. And Broad got into that group the other night, mate. There was going to be no stopping them, mate. No. You wouldn't have taken that ball off him for anything. No, and it's it's good to watch for a cricket purist. That's really good to watch. Oh, um, mate, bowl, bowlers a, mastering out- their craft. Oh, mate, what an outstanding um, exhibition of of swing! I mean, that ball that got Latham. I mean, what the ball before it? He got dropped in the slips because he sort of pushed at it. He decided to leave the next one, which was landed in exactly the same spot. It just took a stump out. Mm. Like, just like even Latham would have gone, yeah, mate. Pickle, got you me. Know? Yeah, that's it. You got me. So, anyway, that's my rant. It'll be interesting to see what the other guys have got to say, but it's just disappointing, you know. It really is. Mm. And and the fans turned up to support that game, right? That ground was full on Saturday. Yeah, it's a fantastic ground, and it deserved a bit better from it, it the is. Black Caps. But um, Michael, good yeah. to hear from you, mate. We've got some more calls to get to. Take care, Take care buddy. Let's go to Nick and Dunedin. G'day, Nick. 
There you go, mate. Hey, it's, I don't think I, I think we should stop banging the drum about Bolt. Yep. I don't think Bolt a lot changed a lot in that test. You know, England only made three hundred and ninety-two. Was it the first declared in the first day? What was it? Three three eighty. Three sixty-five or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's their batters that beaten us down. It's not our bowlers. It's their batters. You know, I mean, even though Wagner went for a few, it's just four slot shot selection. It's just, you know, don't, don't worry about Bolt. He's done. You don't think he would have been... Not bad. You don't think he would have no, got he wouldn't some have done, mate. No, I might have got one or... I still would have got that thing, you know. It's their batting. It's an easy game, cricket. You've got to get runs. No, we're not getting runs. We're not batting well. Yeah. Poor slot, you know, we're not... It's, it's, it's an easy game. We're would not, you make Would you make changes? Would you make changes to the batting lineup? I'd bring in Phillips, definitely. Yeah. Will yeah, Young? I mean, instead, um, yeah, yeah, possibly Young. Mate, I listened to Ian Smith this morning at um, Stephen Fleming. Oh, well, you know, what a brilliant, what a brilliant um, talk those two had. You know, very articulate. You know, definitely, definitely the next New Zealand coach. Yeah. Yes, we need yeah, some, we, some some new thinking, I think, don't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just the bowling's not too bad. I mean, it wasn't the best. I mean, don't forget these English boys are bloody good batters. Mm. We just got to get some runs on the board and you know stick it out. Good on you, Nick. Be interesting time. Good on you. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Um, we'll take one more before the break. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Cliff from Dunedin as well. Good day, Cliff. Yeah. Afternoon, Stabby. Yeah, no, hey, it was good listening to Steve Fleming on with Smithy this morning. I just, I listened hard to him and I thought to myself, you're not really attacking too much. And I was thinking, are you interested in coaching in New Zealand? Because until until he gets an offer, he's always got to keep on side to an extent, you know, like yeah. until White moves on and Buchanan and Larson and, and Stead, it's the old school. And these guys, Buchanan and Stead, and uh, have been there for years. They've been running cricket in this country for a long time. And, and they've had some good times, some easy times. You know, we, we went for a period there where we were playing Sri Lanka a lot, West Indies a lot, and they were useless. Uh, Zimbabwe, we won lots of test matches at home. We were cleaning everyone up. Then we had a wee burst there with the test championship. We, we had a run of test matches at home that we knocked over. We Then we went to Australia after quite a few years and got beaten up and then we finally went to England and lost three in a row but but we managed to get that test championship and that was a feather in, in Stead's nest and he's lived on it you know we've done all right in the one day form uh with with the previous coach uh who who, who was a lot more go you know Stead is just too steady he he, he tends to look after the same blokes you know to, to drop um, the two guys out of the squad, the spinner and um, and the other guy, the fellow that was, but he'd had 20 wickets in uh, New Zealand four-day cricket at a good average, and they kept a guy who'd who'd only had two wickets at about 60 runs, but he was a Northern Districts man, and to me the team looks like it very much favours Northern and and bit of Canterbury, but it definitely favours if you're in Williamson's nest. You you certainly look like you get a better chance of being in this squad, uh, but yeah, changes. 
Uh, gosh, if they if they never get if they're not going to get bolt, well, they just got to put up with the bowling attack we got, which is a bit limited. Uh, with with Henry back, at, at least he is a good steady bowler. He bowls good line and length. You know, these this England batting side. I looked at it. A couple of them have only been in the team five minutes, but they don't mind having a bit of a heave. They, you know, they'll hit through the line. Yeah. Um, the other fellas like Pope and and the opener. They were under pressure a while ago in this side. You know, the, the batting order a couple of years ago, England looked very flaky. But now they've suddenly developed, uh, uh, you know, let's have a go. Let's let's be more positive. And if we do go out, well, hopefully the next guy will make runs. And they've been making them at six and over, especially against us. You know, why, why uh, Wags bowled so badly the other night, bowling all that short and wide stuff, both sides of the wicket, went for 11. That was an embarrassment for a guy who's, who's got about 270 test wickets and has bowled so well. Don't know, I don't know what the captain of Saudi thought. Well, you go out there and try and bang them out at 125 Ks, and all he ended up doing was going over the fence all the time. You know, the team is, quite, is a bit limited. The, there is batting there. You know, I'd like to see Young in the side. I think he deserves to play ahead of... Um, oh, Guy from Wellington. Oh no, the Canterbury boy, who's who's under pressure. Henry Nichols. Um, yeah, Henry Nichols. He deserves. Henry Nichols hasn't done anything for ages. Uh, he's really struggling. But um, but at the end of the day, we've got to get rid of White and Buchanan, the two top-notch fellas, and then we can sort out the rest. Get a couple of good new coaches. You know, Flem Flem being the uh, the honcho and maybe. Uh, Daniel Vittori, get uh, Bond back in the unit. And uh, there's there's some good guys in the background, even though McMillan. We've got a – our batting coach is Luke Ronke, who used to be the wicketkeeper. Yeah, now, to me, I just can't I just can't fathom out how a guy who was a one-day wicketkeeper ends up being the test batting coach. You know, I just can't – fathom that guy out that he is up to the standard. He's no Mark Richardson. That's the guy who should be coaching the, the test team in the in batting. Mark Richardson, not not Luke Ronke. I think they've got that way wrong. Mm. Even even Glenn Turner could come up and probably pick out all their faults or Jeremy Coney. But Luke Ronke, mm, that's a tough one to, to suffer. Mm. Cliff, good chatting, mate. We've got to move on. Always good chatting to you. That's Cliff out of Dunedin. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Scott from Wellington and you, 0800 150 811. Welcome back in. Um, We're talking cricket. No surprises. There we go to Scott in Wellington. G'day, Scott. How are you, Steph? How are you going? Good, thanks, Scott. Uh, It was was a bit of a hard watch, wasn't it, unfortunately? I think... um, I mean, firstly, you know, England are obviously on the rise. They've been on the rise for a little while now and um, obviously completely changing the way that that they play and and making it more difficult for, obviously, the opposition. Um, I think as well, you know, we've we've been on the decline since um, the the World Test Championship final. And, um, I mean, even getting into that, we were were a bit lucky. Um, I mean, you've got to take your luck in sport and and use that, and that's exactly what we did. but we have been on the decline and we basically, we need change. 
we've gone stale, um, and, and as the other callers have said, it, it needs to happen from the top first um, because you need you need fresh ideas. And you look at England straight away. I mean, you know, they bring in Baz for their test team, and, and he brings in new ideas. And you look how well they're going. I mean, it's not saying we're going to turn around and be be like them. But, um, you know, you need those fresh ideas to come in because, um, you know, we are too, um, as, as he's nicknamed, you know, he, he's too steady. He doesn't want to change anything. Um, and, and, I mean, Henry Nichols, as you say, is a prime example. I mean, you know, we personally, I think we should put Conway to four and, and Will Young needs to come in and open. I don't think he's done anything wrong. Um, and, I mean, Glenn Phillips has to be in there somewhere, um, you know, um, whether that's sitting in at five and pushing Mitchell to six or, or the other way around and, and have Blundell at seven. But, you know, as much as I love Michael Bracewell in there, I, I don't think he you can have him solely in there as a batsman and he can't be our number one spinner. Um, and, and then on the bowling side as well, um, you know, going into that, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're opening with Neil Wagner, which is which is not a strong point. He's he's best coming in at first or second drop, and um, you know, no disrespect to Ticknor or Kugeline, but you know, they're just not good enough for for international cricket, and a lot of that reflects back onto our domestic game that it's it's just not strong enough um, to have those players coming through. Yeah, I I, I think with Ticknor and Kugeline, they're being asked to do a job they they can't do. Um, it's and again, it's not their fault they're getting picked. Um, if they're picked, they play, of course. But I, I've been thinking while people have been talking to me um, this morning, Scott, about it's almost universal to talk about David White and Gary Stead to leave. Um, I'm happy for them to stay, but they need to make some hard decisions, and we haven't seen any hard or innovation from them for quite some time. Exactly, exactly. And, and I mean, that's part of being in those key positions. You know, you, you've got to make the difficult decisions. And, you know, yes, it, it's disappointing for those players that do get dropped and, and that. But I mean, if you're in any walk of life, if you're not performing, you, you generally don't keep your job, unfortunately. That's it. That's it. Good point, Scott. Always good chatting, buddy. Thanks, Steph. Have a good day. You too, mate. Uh, 12.30 news time. 0800 150 811 is the number. We've got Zaid on hold. We'll get to you straight after the news, Zaid, and anyone else that wants to give us a yell. To the rockin'est beat of madness. Welcome back in. 0800 150 811 is the number to give us a yell. Uh, Let's go to Zaid. G'day, Zaid. Life member. Uh, good, thank you. Was at the Breakers last night. Oh, I thought you would be. Yeah. Amazing. Um, the kids were, the kids were just non-stop screaming. <laughs> and um, oh, oh, Cheeky the Care was just running around everywhere as he usually does. Nice. Yeah. But uh, Barry, Brown, Barry Brown was immense, obviously. Well over 30 points. Um, Brooke Roscoe was on Sens earlier, I think. Um, 24 from 24 from the free throw line, which is just... Um, pretty good. Obviously, um, usually usually miss a few free throws, but um, the turning point was when they bring on Rob Lowe. They struggled the first quarter. They were down by 11 at one stage, but as soon as um, the the first quarter, as soon as that finished, they never really looked back. Um, I think at one stage in the second quarter, they were up 14 points to three, um, and then they just kind of pulled away after that. Um, Gerald Brantley... Um, Derek Pardon, you know, just uh, those three imports have been so big. Obviously, going from last last season, you know, obviously um, 
back to the finals. And if they win, will Abercrombie retire? Obviously, been around for 15 years. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens after the season with him if he's done, if they win or lose. Um, but yeah, it's just great to see um, the Breakers, you know, kind of back to their glory days when um, obviously CJ Bruton and all that were around and um, Paul Hanare and, you know, Dylan Boucher, obviously all the greats at the Breakers. But um, yeah, it'll be a good final series against the Sydney Kings. Um, obviously, they've got Xavier Cooks, who's probably one of the best players in the league. But um, if Barry Brown does what he's done all season, then the Breakers should should have a great chance of winning the finals. Um, obviously, the Blues lost to the Chiefs, but um, it's only preseason, and the Blues, when they had their full-strength team on, looked pretty good, and um, it'll be good to see how they do against the Highlanders this weekend. So I'll be looking forward to watching that um, game this weekend. Yep, the Blues are... Um... <clears throat> Looking quite good, I think, and you're right, Zade. You can't take too much notice of preseason games, but it's uh, preseason's over and season proper. Very much looking forward to it. Um, good chatting to you, Zade. Hope you had a good weekend, and, and I trust you have a good week too, buddy. Thank you. All good. Thank you, Zade. Uh, go to Upper Hut. Talk to Gary. G'day, Gary. G'day, Steph. Hey, uh, only just sort of tuned in, so I'm not sure if people have brought it up, but. Have people been talking about um, Doug Bracewell and why he wasn't selected? Um, Ronnie Hero was on the show last Friday, and I, he told us he's pretty sure he's injured at the moment. Not not bad, bad, but um, interesting to know if he was fully fit, would they have been brave enough to yeah. pick an informed bowler? <laughs> because I heard him on an interview on another station, and um, he didn't mention anything about being injured. In fact, he said he was actually quite surprised that he hadn't heard anything from the selectors at all. Oh. They hadn't made any contact with him. And I don't, I'm wondering, is, is there some hangover there with, from his bad old days with you know, um, him and, um, oh, God, the other CD guy, Jesse Ryder, you know, when they were getting in a little bit of trouble. I wonder if there's something, because it seems to they are so reluctant to pick Dougie. I know. Um, it, he only ever comes in as injury replacement or, you know, and oh, I swear he's still one of the best bowlers in the country. Oh, I think so too, and that's what when you know when Trent Bolt goes and Matt Henry goes, gosh, um, I could understand one of Tickner or Kugelheim, but not both. Especially if Doug Brace yeah. was fit and ready to go, um, it's almost unforgivable, really. Yeah, I'd, I'd like someone to dig into that because, like I say, what I heard, he, he didn't sound like he was injured at all. That sounds like a very convenient excuse. Mm. Um, but and the other one, obviously, is, is um, Bolt. I mean, my God. Honestly, how can we make such ridiculous bloody decisions? He lives five minutes down the road. He was available. He's the best bowler in the country, and they don't pick him. I mean, is that just being petty or what? I mean, yeah, I felt yeah, like I, it was. I don't, a, I don't it, like that. It was a pride. It was precedence. It was a number of things. But really, the cricket fans wanted him to play. But there's always two sides to every story, and and I don't think we'll ever hear the full story until probably Trent's retired, and if he yeah, tells it, if yeah, he tells I don't know, it. Some, Something a bit smelly about all of that. And, <laughs> and just one other thing that I'd like to see changed is um, I, I don't like Conway opening. I, I, myself, I'd prefer Conway coming in at three, Williamson at four. And I think that just means you, you've got to get um, uh, the CD guy back there. Will Young. Well, yeah. Um, it's either that or do you, do you go back to Jeet Ravel? I mean, his form hasn't been terrible, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I think we're screaming out for another real opener. I, I just don't think Conway's an opener. I don't think he likes the new ball. 
Yeah. They yeah. used to struggle a little bit with a new ball coming into his pads, and everyone's worked that out, mm. um, unfortunately. But because um, I remember when he came in the side, I remember saying to one of my good mates who I watch a lot of cricket with, this is going to be awesome. We're going to see Conway and Williamson batting a whole day, you know, in test cricket. And it's never happened. <laughs> He's come in. It's like, I was so looking forward to those two just dominating, you know. And it's like, yeah, Williamson's just a completely changed player since that injury. Um, I don't know what's happening with him. But um, yep. he is class. And as they say, class is permanent, forms temporary. So, you know. Hopefully he gets, gets into the groove at some stage. Well, I think at some stage he will. Um, I do think, but the pressure that's on him at the moment's phew, massive. But, but um, let's, oh, keep yeah, huge, huge. let's keep our fingers yeah. crossed. Let's keep our fingers crossed. But um, I'd, I'd, someone needs to dig into that Dougie Bracewell story, I reckon. There, there's something going on there. All right. I don't know. Yeah. All right, I'll get my shovel out. I'll leave it with you. <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> good on you, Gary. Uh, always good to talk to Gary from our part, as it is to Joey out of Auckland. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Uh, look, um, I heard that um, Bracewell had a hamstring problem. Uh, well, well, that's what I was. I, I, was, I think it came on your station. It might have, I, I could be wrong, but it might have been on Smithy's uh, program or something. One of them said that he was in, he was injured, and um, I think it was a hamstring or something like that. Uh, yeah, and you know our middle order. I've said it before. Staff very weak um, at the moment, and um, and look, Trent, Trent Bolt in this regime. Um, in my opinion, won't play for New Zealand. They won't pick him. But their, their pride is too... Is, it'll be too dented if they pick him because he is not... He decided to do what he's, what he's done, and that's fine. No problem with that. But you pick the players that you can get hold of him. If you can get hold of him, he's available. And one of your colleagues was talking about oh, payments and everything. You, t- you tell him that he's going to get the same money as what everyone else gets playing for New Zealand or contracted to New Zealand. And if he says, well, I'm not a contract player, we'll say, well, I'm sorry, uh, you'll either, you either say, yes, I'll take it, or you turn around and say, okay, no, I'm not available. Simple as that. It's not hard. It's not a hard issue. And, and Trent Bolt, would, if he wants to play for New Zealand again, he will turn around and say, okay, I'll play for that fee. Not a problem. And get out there. But at the moment, um, they will not pick him. I mean, don't get me wrong, Nichols is out of form. And as a number four batsman, number five batsman, um, Smithy was right when he was talking about, you know, you, you look at the other number fives around the world. You know, Steve Smith, Veron Coley, number three or four. I mean, their averages are fantastic. Ours at the moment. And you've got to, you, to win test matches, you've got to score runs. You know, you can you can leak a few um, with your bowlers, but you have to score runs. And unfortunately, we're, we're, we're not doing it. We're, we're doing it for one innings, and then the next innings we're, we're getting... getting knocked over. We'll get knocked over again in Wellington within four days away we go. And I hope not. Don't get me wrong. I hope not. I, I'd like to see us go, go a lot better, but I mean, that's just my opinion. What do you think? Oh, there's just so many changes, but not many, if you know what I mean. I feel like there's, there needs to be wholesale changes, but you know, sayings like baby with the bathwater come spring to mind, but I just think some changes at the top and not, not necessarily personnel, but if they're not prepared to make some changes and modify the way they approach the game and just keep doing same, 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 results going to be same, same, same. Yeah, well, my question, Staffy, too, is, is Martin Guptill has been left right out of it as well. Um, and you could, you could, if you want to change things around, you could bring him at, in, in at possibly, say, number three or four. Or not, not say three, because Williamson's three, but say number four. 
he could bat four, and his average in okay. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't. At least you tried something. At the moment, they it looks as though they're too scared to get rid of the the, the, the players they've got because I don't know. You might upset them, or it's it's you know we're giving them. We're not like Australia, where Australia used to form was you know was didn't matter. You know the players like um, Marsh and that they'd be out of form and they would they can afford to do that. We can't. And I just think, I think, you know, this this guy like Will Young, bring him in, give him a go. They've got nothing to lose. I mean, if they don't win this test series, they don't win this test series. Mm. Hey, we we, we rebuild it. That's fine. Mm. Don't have a problem with that. But make some changes. Gotcha, Joey. And I'm with you. Good call, buddy. And with that, Joey's gone. <laughs> you can join in. 0800 150 uh, If you can't get to the phone, you just want to text the show, the Tampa Bear Post text machine number is double eight double three. Send your thoughts through, and I'll get to them as well. We'll take a break, and we'll come back. Got some text messages have come in. Double eight double three. You're welcome to text those through on the Tampa Bear Post text machine. Uh, from Rory, the Black Caps and the Warriors, the worst outfits I've seen since Sam Smith. Rory. Uh, from Mark, I'm surprised Razor's fan club haven't been up in arms about him not getting the Black Caps coaching gig. He's the fix for everything, isn't he? Razor in charge of the Black Caps. I wouldn't mind. Staffy, I'd make four changes, unlike conservative Gary Stead. Here's my preferred test 11 from Richard. Latham and Conway to open. Williamson, Young, Phillips at five, Mitchell six. Then Blundell, Bracewell, Doug Bracewell, Follow, sorry, Michael Bracewell 8, Doug Bracewell 9, Southie Henry. Doug deserves a spot after his efforts in the Plunkett Shield. Given, uh, sorry, give Mitchell the ball again so our three frontline bowlers aren't doing all the work. What are your thoughts, Richard? I don't mind that. I like Doug Bracewell in there. I definitely like Will Young. I'll be very surprised if Will Young doesn't come in uh, for Henry Nichols. I think Henry Nichols' time will come again. Um, but, you know, we've got a domestic competition to get your confidence and your form back. Use it. Um, but, yeah, I do think Will Young will come back in. Interesting. Will he open or come in at four? Interesting. Um, Phillips, definitely love to see him back in, Richard. Uh, so your bowling attack would have Henry and Southie opening. And then you've got Bracewell, Michael Bracewell and Daryl Mitchell as your other bowlers. Um, from Chris. Hey, lads, do we know where Ferguson is? I think we need something different. Genuine pace on the on these seamers. An opening partnership of Saudi Wags doesn't really put any fear in a batter. I also agree and don't understand why they don't pick Doug Bracewell. He's the obvious replacement for Jamison, in my opinion. Cheers, Chris. I did a little bit of looking around um, and found he spoke to media last week and said he hadn't been contacted at all. At all. As of Wednesday, I think it was. Um, so he was didn't know why. He was in Hawke's Bay, which was obviously hit by horrific weather, but he said he didn't know why he'd been contacted. So there we go. Um, 0800 150 11. Take our last break. When we come back, we'll talk to Scott from Taranaki and you if you want to join in. Gull.nz. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Welcome back in. We're coming in to one o'clock where Johnny Mack will give us the new sport and weather update. But for now, we'll talk to Scott from Taranaki. G'day, Scott. G'day. Hey, Henry Nichols has been 11 innings without 100. So he hasn't done it since the 
series against Bangladesh last year. That that was at Bay Oval, I think, wasn't it? I can't remember exactly. But, I mean, more chances than anyone that I've ever come across. And I see Gary Stead today came out and said he's going to back him again, which is just is bizarre. Um, but anyway, so Will Young, for example, 12 matches, 650s. I mean, that's, you know, that's crazy. And yet Nichols gets effectively 11 matches, 22 innings, and he's only brought 100 to the table. And he, the other high score he's got is 39. Mm. So, I mean, what is up with this? If you can't, at an international level, if you're picking your mates, you're out of a job. Like, you've got no mates as a coach. You've got acquaintances and workmates. But at the end of the day, if they're not cutting the mustard, get out. Mm. Do them a so, favour. It's doing them a favour. Is where you do it. Yes, yes, I agree. I, I absolutely agree that they're not. They just keep giving them a black cap and saying, "I know you haven't performed for twelve innings, but have another go." It shouldn't work like well, that internationally. Staffy, if you even go back further to his last hundred, the innings gap between between meals is even bigger. It's like 13, 14, 15 bats. So before he hit, he got that, I think he got nearly a 200 or something like that. He, he batted really well. Got dropped 17 times, but that doesn't matter. He still scored. He scored. But you know, I, I I can't work it out in my head. Like if, imagine if you had 12, 12 years of bad work. I don't think your boss is going to have you around anymore, is he? <laughs> but like, well, Will Young, what's the guy done? I mean, I, he should be batting four for me. If Conway really wants to stay as an opener then yeah, Conway gets that right because Conway scores runs. But, I mean, he gets to choose where he wants to go. But Will Young, to me, would, I always thought, me and my mates always thought that he would be the successor to Ross Taylor. He was the natural move to four. He's a he's not really an opener for Central Districts. He's a 3-4 for Central Districts most of the time. So, in my opinion, he was always going to be that guy who was going to replace Ross Taylor. Technically, he's, you know, he's an astute cricketer. Man, he's beautiful to watch when he gets going. So... You give the guy a license and say you've got two years. Keep your average above forty, and we'll work with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. You know, Nichols is at thirty-seven now. His average is thirty-seven. Not good enough. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's bewildering. And I didn't know Steed had come out saying he was backing him, and he's got, so indications are he's going to play him at the basin. Yeah, he's going to play him at the basin. I can't believe it. And don't get me started on Patel. <laughs> 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 so, you know, he's an international quality spinner, and we just give him bits and bobs. Ah, uh, you know. know, like if he was if he was in Australia, he'd have two hundred tests on his belt. I know, that's it, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Scott, oh, always welcome anyway, your calls, mate. I love your passion. Good on you. Bye. There he is, Scott, out of Taranaki. We're coming up to the news. Hang about there, Russell. We'll take your call after the news. Uh, really keen to hear as many points of view as I can, some solutions, your observations. And, of course, the, the next test match at, I think, the best test match venue in New Zealand. I just absolutely love it. I hope we see a little bit of spine. I hope we see a bit of a return to form from Kane Williamson. hope Matt Henry's brought back in and our opening bowlers can do a trick. But will they? I'd love to see Will Young put back in there as well. But we'll take some news. We'll come back with Russell and you after that.
Yes, and talk back about the New Zealand cricket team. Um, I feel like we're all doves because this is what it sounds like when we cry. Um, we just want some some change, don't we? Let's go to Russell in Christchurch. G'day, Russell. Hey, nice song, mate. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Good to hear um, from you. Yeah, I want to talk about... Um, look, I've been watching a lot of the... Uh, the white ferns play across the line and I've been watching a lot of black ferns, uh, the black caps play across the line. I just think sometimes I question when we get uh, some of the uh, older players in, well, not older, but retired players in, well, you can be the batting coach now and you can help with this and you can help with that. Sometimes players don't make good coaches. Mm. And I just want to look at people like, you know, uh, like Latham's dismissal and a couple of the others. You look at the back lift. Now, you put your foot out to the ball. The ball's pitched up. The back lift comes. Latham's, the back lift's going at around about, what, 45 degrees sometimes, brings the bat through. The biomechanics is pretty simple. You bring your bat through on an angle, angle then straightens up. You're going to play across the slips. You're going to cut the ball. But it's not going to come through straight down the V. So I've got to question the batting coach. What are they doing behind the scenes to make sure that our guys are playing down the line. And when you play through the ball, you, you can attack the bowling. You can attack it through the ball, but not across the ball, as Sophie Devine has found out with two golden ducks playing across the line. Especially you early know, in an innings, eh, Russell? Oh, it was, it, was a, it was actually atrocious, and so was Susie Bates. But I think they did pull their head in, because Susie Bates, I watched the whole game this morning, and she really, really worked hard at playing down the line and getting across the outside, you know, across to the off, right to the off stump if she was going to sweep so she didn't get an LB. She worked pretty hard at it. And, of course, her and Mealy Kerr, um, good result. Hmm. But I, I've got to question some of the batting coaches. really do. Yeah, as someone brought up, Luke Ronke's the batting coach. Um, now, I've never been coached in batting by Luke Ronke, but... It is a bit of a head scratcher. Well, is it the boys' club? I mean, you look at all the uh, go back to Sky commentary teams. I mean, we know what that's been like over the last ten years. Mertz, you better come over and do a game with the Crusaders. We'll put you up in the hotel and give you a couple of bucks. Well, hold on. What about some of the locals here? Mm. I mean, I love Mertz because I'm a contemporary and I love Mertz. But you know, it was the boys' network. It was the boys' club, and I wonder whether that's like at high level, even at um, IPL level, you can see it happening. Um, you know, like Heffern, got Sophie Devine, then he got another uh, another New Zealand player. I mean, yeah, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit disturbing at the moment, Russell, <clears throat> and I think that's putting it mildly. Um, thank, you, thank you for your call, sir. You're welcome. Cheers, mate. Russell out of Christchurch.